On today's show, Ferrari comes out with a new car that's so fast it's not even street legal. Nitsa is coming out with new rules for autonomous cars, and we point out one of the environmental problems with electric cars. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. People wonder where all that money that Volkswagen paid in fines for its diesel scandal went. Here's one example. The California Air Resources Board is opening a new emissions lab that cost $419 million to build, and one-third of that money came from Volkswagen fines. The CARB says it needs the new lab to do more on-road testing and to test used cars to make sure they meet the standards they were built for. It's a giant lab, 380,000 square feet. That's 60% bigger than the EPA's emissions lab in Ann Arbor, and the EPA lab tests a lot more than just cars. By the way, the CARB is about to announce plans to force automakers to boost sales of plug-ins, electrics, and fuel cells to 40% of sales by 2030. And that's going to be an awfully tall order. Today, those vehicles account for just over 3% of sales. A few months back, we reported that Toyota is aiming to have an electric vehicle powered by solid-state batteries on the market by 2022. But Reuters reports the company is scrambling to meet that deadline. It's having difficulty figuring out how to mass-produce the batteries while maintaining its range for the life of the vehicle. However, Toyota is confident it can solve the problems. The company says solid-state batteries, which use a solid electrolyte instead of a liquid, can double the capacity of current lithium-ion batteries, and manufacturing costs can also be reduced since the batteries are smaller than lithium-ion batteries. Say, how does a 2,500-pound car with over 1,000 horsepower sound to you? That's less than 2.5 pounds per horsepower, and that is coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Hyundai, better drives us. As we keep saying, autonomy could be one of the most transformative technologies to ever hit the automotive industry. But there are still some regulations on the books that could hold it back. Some standards go back to the 1960s when only human beings could drive cars. So NHTSA wants to eliminate some rules like requiring steering wheels or pedals. The agency will talk to automakers and tech companies about which rules need to be changed. NHTSA says it will not sacrifice safety, but many safety advocates are not happy with any relaxation of the standards. Ferrari launched its first XX car back in 2005 as a testbed for its latest and greatest performance upgrades. And now the automaker is taking its FXXK race car and making it even more radical. The Evo package is mainly an extensive aerodynamic kit that reduces the car's overall weight by using the latest in carbon fiber component making. A newly added fixed rear wing, changes to the front and rear bumpers, and modifications to the undertray increase the downforce by 75% compared to the road car that it's based on. 
The suspension was also retuned for the increase in downforce, and the steering wheel and interior display screen have changed as well. Ferrari will produce a few Evo packages for sale and will also offer it as an upgrade package for existing XX cars. But don't expect to see one on the road. They're not street legal. Ferrari will instead set up nine track outings where owners can go drive them. You know, they call them zero emission vehicles, but electric cars are far from that. Coming up next, we'll talk about one of the environmental downsides of EVs. Electric cars are popularly called zero-emission vehicles, but that's misleading. If we want to achieve true environmental sustainability, then we cannot ignore all the energy that it takes to manufacture cars. And it turns out that manufacturing batteries for electric cars is very energy-intensive. They have to be baked at very high temperatures for six weeks. In fact, prismatic batteries have to be removed from the ovens after three weeks slit open to degas them, then taped up and put back in the ovens for another three weeks. It takes so much energy to make them that the Union of Concerned Scientists says BEVs with 250 miles of range start out life with a carbon footprint 68% higher than a piston engine car. I imagine that means a BEV with a 370 mile range starts out life with a 100% greater carbon footprint. Environmentalists argue that over its lifetime, an EV will make up that difference and come out cleaner than an internal combustion car. That's generally true, but it also depends on the source of electricity. In regions where electricity is generated with fossil fuels, it may never make up that difference. And this assumes that the piston engine will not get cleaner than it is today, even though it will. The point is, we need to adopt life cycle emission standards that take into account all the emissions generated by a vehicle over its lifetime. That includes manufacturing a car, operating it, and recycling it. And tomorrow we'll talk about the problems trying to recycle the batteries in electric cars. And before we go, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday afternoon. Jake Holmes from Motor One and Paul Eisenstein from the Detroit Bureau will be on with Gary and me to talk about the latest news in the global automotive industry. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.